What's good, y'all? Hope you're having a good week so far. Figured I'd just drop a bonus episode on ya. I just saw the first episode of Marvel's What If, so I figured, you know, this would be a good idea to maybe just kind of bounce some ideas, some first impressions, and then uh, maybe as the series or the season actually wraps up, then I can do my full uh, review for you on a regular episode. Uh, so Marvel's What If Episode 1, we see... Uh, a lot of different uh, things happening within the overall plot of um, Captain America, the first Avenger, but now told through the perspective of Peggy Carter as she's gotten the super soldier serum. So uh, I figured for these episodes, I'll probably just like break down some uh, things I liked, things I didn't like, things I think that the series can do going forward. You know, thoughts like that. So, um, overall, I think it's a pretty good solid start to lay down the foundation of what the series is. Uh, this is definitely going to be a big spoiler-heavy episode. So, if you haven't seen the show on Disney+, Plus, I definitely recommend you check this out right away. It's only 30 minutes. And um, if you don't really understand what's going on, I really feel like this is the oddest place to start you know in uh your whole mcu journey if you will but essentially episode one uh pivots the idea of um captain america the first avenger by instead of having steve rogers um take the super soldier serum it's his love interest peggy carter who instead takes his place as um one singular moment in time in the early parts of the episode changes the whole course of uh, what that character's journey would have been like. And so overall, I think I really liked how the um, events played out just differently enough to distinguish um, Peggy's journey as this now super soldiered um, uh, being amongst uh, her male compatriots as they try to take on uh, Nazis and try to take down uh, the Red Skull, who now has sort of a different objective than what he did back in uh, the first Avenger. Definitely there's a lot of parallels in terms of how the plot goes on. We see the, tr- the same train scene in which in the original movie we see um, Bucky uh, fall to his uh, apparent death. And this time we sort of get something similar with Steve in which, the you know, Steve using the quote unquote um, Hydra Stomper, which is pretty much like an Iron Man suit. Uh, he discovers that there's a, um, the front part of the train is loaded with a bunch of bombs. And once it detonates, I seriously thought that Steve was going to be that universe's Winter Soldier, which would have been an, a, a cool angle to explore, especially given the romantic tension between Peggy and Steve. But, you know, instead uh, he survived it. And then uh, we had a similar ending in which Peggy gets thrust into the uh, the future and Steve gets left uh, behind. So... Um, I think what I would have liked is that I would have liked the idea of the show to really pivot hard away from the events of the first Avenger, not so much having so many callbacks, because I feel like if you're to truly have 
um, a story based on a multiverse situation in which one decision can alter the course of the uh, events that are to come afterwards. I don't think that Agent Carter or Captain Carter in this case would necessarily follow the same trajectory um, as Steve. I, I really feel like, you know, one action would then ripple down to a bunch of other sub actions that would deviate that, you know, multiversal branch into its own distinct path rather than, you know, staying parallel on course with uh, the events of uh, the first Avenger. But I thought the animation was good. It looked a lot better than uh, I think the initial trailers gave off. I think the voice acting is a little of a mixed bag. I like that you get the live action actors in it, but I think their uh, performances aren't as, um, they, they, don't, they don't feel as weighted as their uh, live action counterparts. I, I feel like a lot of the big emotional beats between Steve and, and Peggy is kind of lost a little bit. Uh, even though we are to understand that they have that same romance between them, but you know there isn't that um, you know bitter sweetness that comes when Peggy is thrust into the future and she meets Nick Fury and Hawkeye at the end. I also think that Sebastian Stan's performance was a little, um, I guess, wooden is the best way to describe it. I know we didn't get Chris uh, Evans to come back for. Uh, Steve Rogers, but I think Josh Keaton, I believe, I think he's the one who does the voice. I think he does a good job in emulating the same earnestness as Chris Evans. Um, Dominic Cooper comes back as Howard Stark, and I thought he was fine. I thought he was pretty animated in that 1940s style kind of voice back in the original movie, and I think he gives a lot of that same energy uh, this time around. And there's a lot of nice callbacks to the Agent Carter live action series that was on ABC. So I think if you're, you know, a, a big fan of the, you know, long history of the MCU and its various, you know, sub-series, there's a lot of nice callbacks and Easter eggs. But I think it really could have just, like I said, pivoted away from these events to really stand on its own and... and you know, uh, tell its own contained story rather than rushing through the entire plot of Captain America, the first Avenger within 30 minutes. Cause it felt like the pacing was just kind of, let's just get from point A to B as fast as possible in, in terms of how we transfer between these story beats. Um, I thought, you know, the, uh, uh, ending of, of what if, Episode one could have been a lot better. Um, I, I think so with the comics, every what if comic, uh, you know, basically explores a different facet of, um, you know, a, a, a pocket universe. For example, yeah, Flash Thompson as uh, Spider-Man and in which Flash Thompson, Peter Parker's bully, gets bitten by the radioactive spider. Um, and then follows a similar trajectory of uh, Peter as he goes through a wrestling career, but then stops the uh, burglar from escaping and thus preventing Uncle Ben from dying. And ultimately, long story short, uh, Peter Parker uh, gets killed accidentally by Flash Thompson, uh, who then is uh, 
essentially branded as a murderer by the end of that comic. So there's always some sort of tragedy that usually ends these what-if stories. And I feel like, you know, we didn't get that Twilight-esque um, or that Twilight Zone-esque feel for this episode that it just kind of, you know, felt a little underwhelming in, in the way it ended and didn't have this big, um, you know, dark twist that it, it could have explored as uh, the source material usually does. But that doesn't also mean that there isn't potential. I think, you know, the rest of the season definitely has the room to explore all these different you know, crazy stories. And I think we're getting something like 20 episodes this season. So there's a lot of room to, um, you know, uh, experiment with the storytelling. Hopefully they don't follow too parallel, you know, with uh, their source movies. Like I think the T'Challa as Star-Lord episode might find that same, you know, um, problem. But uh, I'm kind of hoping it doesn't. I hope it does its own thing. I hope the voice acting uh, feels a little more natural uh, because, you know, there really is a different art form in in the way that you approach live action acting versus, you know, voice acting. So I hope maybe they have a, a, a better sense of direction maybe by season two by having a voice director that can, you know, uh, guide these actors to delivering uh, less awkward performances. And um, and I hope that the pacing also improves as well and that we're not just like speeding through these episodes. So I'm going to give this episode just a mini, a mini six because this is a bonus episode and we're not going to have a mid-roll ad. But um, yeah, let me know what you think. Did you like this episode? Did you think I'm totally out of line? Uh, what do you think of the voice acting? Did you like... The animation style. Would would you like to see a future um, what if episode to be? Uh, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at that's my Q podcast or on Twitter at Q podcast. And as always, y'all, be sure to leave the show a, a positive review on iTunes and say, "Hey, I like the way this guy talks. I like this. I like his cadence, his natural timber." Yeah, man. Gosh, if I actually read that on an iTunes review, I would know who actually listens to this show. But uh, yeah, I mean, in any case, I want to thank J1K for the use of their music, No Flowers, from the Vault Volume 3 beat tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. I've been your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. (laughs) 